podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back in, <laughs> man, I tell you what, I, I was jealous of all you folks doing your live shows, I was, I was jealous of everyone doing Spotify Live, Twitter Live spaces, I was jealous of everyone having fun right after that Oklahoma win. Uh, so I've been waiting, ever talked on a live show with you boneheads, and we are going to get to put a bow on that miraculous win. We are going to be able to get ready for the Texas Tech game. We are going to get ready for rest of this season because boys, girls, it is time to ride to Arlington. I can't wait to chat with you guys. And again, uh, not ready to make the announcement yet, but keep your eyes peeled. So anyone who is listening to this on the RSS feed, keep the eyes peeled for the Twitter account on Friday. For all of you listening here live, all of you listening here live, I'm also going to tell you, keep an eye out for the Twitter account on Friday. We might have something absolutely massive absolutely massive when it comes to a new sponsor and it's not just a new sponsor but it is something that i think you all are going to really enjoy from said new sponsor a little bit of uh extra incentive it's it's going to be the first time that not only are you going to be able to support the show for probably the lowest amount ever, but you're going to get something in return. And if we hit a certain amount, we hit a certain amount in this campaign, we're going to have something absolutely big for all the boneheads. So that is the teaser. We're going to get into the show. Just stay tuned on Friday. To, to, to be able to do what we want to do, we're going to need a lot of buy-in and a lot of support from the boneheads. So I believe in you guys, and I can't wait. Let's get into it, though. That's enough of a tease. Just keep an eye out on Twitter on Friday. That's all I got to say, and we're going to move on. All right. Uh, let's get everyone's final take on the OU game. Now, we have a big one on Saturday. As I talked about... On the preview show, this is from first place in the Big 12. Every single game from here on out has massive implications to ride to Arlington. But before we get there, let's just have a little fun recounting that Oklahoma game because you all recounted the Tulane game like absolute champs last week. So I want to get your guys' final take, final words on what was the sixth 
time out of the last 11, the fourth out of the last six, absolutely owning of the Oklahoma Sooners down in Norman. I'm starting with my guy, Aaron. That's enough talking for me, Aaron. It's time to hear you. Give me your final thoughts on that game. Yeah, Scott, all I can say is it's 9 a.m. somewhere. Really a impressive performance from start to finish, you know, really by the entire team. You know, I could tell within the first five to ten minutes of that game, we, we came ready to play um, much more effort, much more intensity. You know, a lot was made out of Colin Klein, Adrian Martinez after that Tulane game. Really happy to see both of them respond in a, in a very positive way. Again, there's a lot of chatter throughout the uh, the sidelines there with the fans chirping at our bench, the, uh, the the techno show with the lights, and you know just all of that was made by their PA announcer and everything going on. We rose above, we smashed them right in the mouth. That was old school K State football. Again, would still like to see the defense tighten things up a little bit. I realize we're trying to rotate some guys, play some younger um, kids, especially in the secondary. You know, I look for us to tighten that up um, as the season progresses. Um, but again, really from start to finish, much better effort, much more intensity from top to bottom. We'll go to Coley Dubs. Coley Dubs, uh, what were your thoughts on that game down in uh, from Austin, Texas? Not, not your your, uh, your locals probably weren't happy with the uh, Texas Tech <laughs> Red Raiders either. But uh, give me your thoughts on the Oklahoma game. Well, fuck OU and fuck Texas to start. Um, we all know you, right? Um, my thoughts, I don't know. It just seemed like when the pressure was on for our team to answer, not even necessarily answer because we led the whole game, but when the pressure was on to respond, you know, they made the plays they had to, uh, especially defense and our offense, just shout out to the offensive line and Colin Klein. And it just seems like, they really came in focused and did a complete 180 from last week. And they just made the plays they needed to when they had to. You could just tell they gave that extra effort on almost every single play. Um, they're just ready to come in and dominate, and that's what they did. Here, here. Let's go to the coffee fiend, Nick. Nick, what do you got for me? Well, uh, it was my military banquet last weekend, so we all had to dress up and do an award ceremony, and uh, we had a dinner, at, a fancy dinner, and uh, I did prop up my phone and did put the OU game on for the start of it, so I was pretty excited. Had everybody looking at me when we got up 14-zip, and then uh, kind of had to shut it off for a little bit, but then towards the end of the game, I uh, was able to sit back up at the bar and watch the K-State game while everybody else was mingling, drinking beers or whatever. I was laser-focused on the game, and, man, I was happy. I uh, texted some of my OU buds and said, how about that? Uh, how about them cats? So, um, love the play from Adrian Martinez. He was finally able to let it, let it rip, and uh, let's keep it going. I absolutely love it. We'll move on to my guy, Joel. Joel, how you doing? Walk me through the emotions after that Oklahoma game. Oh, man, I'm doing great. I am still absolutely fired up. I mean, we went out there, beat them boys for 60 minutes. I mean, laid the wood down. Took them to the woodshed. We are them road dogs. You know, 9 a.m., he's a dog. Uh, Kobe Savage got that dog in him. We, we dogged them for 60 damn minutes. 
That is true. Again, I, I think uh, I, I saw some folks out there nationally try to say, oh, you know, uh, you know, it was a seven-point win, blah, 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 blah. Score does not give it justice because, again, it, it got tight there for a little bit, but that was a 60-minute domination. It, it, was, it wasn't as close as the scoreboard or stats would say. We, we were cruising, so I, I like your characteristic or characterization of that. Uh, let's go to Catsman. Catsman, love that Avi. Uh, and, and I'm just going to say that avatar, that profile picture, might just be a hint at something that is coming down the road. So, my friend, what did you think of that Oklahoma game? Ooh, nice tease. Yeah, I was a uh, that was a roller coaster of emotions. I was I was pacing back and forth, jumping up and down, screaming at my TV, but in the end it was amazing. It was so much fun. I'm so glad we got the W. I'm jealous of you for actually being at the game. Uh, that would be very satisfying to see see those fans, except for getting water bottles thrown at you. That is, that's rough. But overall, it was it was awesome. Yes, and, and again, I, I I sure made I, I made sure that everyone in my section knew exactly where I was during that Adrian Martinez run. So as much as I might like to play martyr. Um, I made sure they knew where I was standing. Uh, let's go to Ema Elvis next. Ema Elvis, what did you think of that OU game? I thought that was the best K-State OU game since 2003. Um, we, it wasn't 35-7, to 7, but somehow it kind of felt like it was. Uh, and, and we did have a 14-point lead until 40 seconds left in the game. So I, I just thought it was amazing to see Martinez do his thing. Uh, if you would ask me uh, how many yards Deuce had, I would have said 75 or 80, but he quietly got 115 or whatever it was. Um, everything just fell into place, and K-State owns OU in Norman. Yeah, how fun is that to say? I absolutely love it. Let's go to the Linksman himself. Uh, what did you think about that game? Such a fun night. Um, I was in Norman as well. Just got to sit with a couple fellow boneheads. So just um, was really just a fun game. Went to the game with some two OU family members. So that might have made it even more special. But just what a performance that I was not expecting and glad that they proved me wrong. Yes. No, I, I hear you there. Let's go to the legend himself, Bob Trollsby. Bob uh, from Colorado. My man, how much fun was that game? It was it was a fun night seeing uh, the two SEC teams go down uh, in the conference. I think one of the things that I liked the most was seeing Ben Sinnott lead the team in receiving yards. Uh, he went full on Travis Kelsey on Oklahoma. And I remember when Kleiman came in, the two tight end set and some of the tight end involvement was one of the things that I was excited for. So it was good to see Ben Sinnott get involved there and, and have a big night against a big opponent. So I'm looking forward to seeing if we can incorporate him some more moving forward. And I got to give uh, a shout out to Ben Sennett. And again, I, I uh, gave him one of the game balls. And I don't know if I referenced this uh, when I did it, but I, I've been critical of Ben Sennett and maybe not Ben Sennett, but more the usage and decision by the coaching staff of how much uh, they use him, situations they use him, the manner they use him. And everyone was kind of hung up on, uh, you know, Adrian Martinez shutting up the haters, the doubters, all that type of stuff. 
but I wasn't alone who kind of questioned the usage and uh, the situations that Ben Sennett was in. And he sure showed his value and then some, especially in the passing game. So I want to give a special shout out to Ben Sennett, uh, who really did. You know, he came out 80 yards receiving. I think that more than doubled his career uh, yardage. So a special shout out to Ben Sennett. We're going to go to Colorado Cole, who is still owed a T-shirt by me. It's going to get in the mail today or tomorrow. I promise there's been some hangups here at HQ but you will be getting your shirt. I haven't forgotten you winning that drawing, the last uh, Charlie Hustle drawing we had. I haven't forgotten, I promise. But what were your thoughts on the Oklahoma game? Road dogs, baby. Oh, man. That was just a perfect game. Perfect timing. Uh, a timely win. Um, much needed. Not only did a perfectly timed win, but just a game that was well orchestrated by those coaches. Um, the players showed up, um, and you did it on prime time on Big Boy Fox. I think uh, that's something that might be overlooked a little bit is how important it is to win when you're on the big stage like that. I firmly believe that if this game was played at 11 a.m. on Fox Sports 1, K-State would not be in the AP poll this week. So – Big game on a big stage. Um, let's keep the keep the train rolling. I am right there with you. I like it. I like hearing you bark like that. Hopefully, we get a similar uh, barking performance from you uh, here in a couple weeks, uh, referencing us taking down Iowa State on the road also as a night game. Let's go to the guy who I once dubbed as Grant, the Kroger brand Grant KSU. Uh, and he's really following in those footsteps, seeing that he uh, had one of his Twitter accounts uh, banned on Twitter. So let's go to Zach. Zach, um, what do you think of that Oklahoma game? That was quite the introduction. I appreciate it. Um, I can't really follow up the energy that Cole had, but I, I was just – I mean, what can I say that hasn't been said already? I am just – over the moon with the win. Um, just about everything I predicted was wrong, and I'm, I'm happy about that. I, you know, I said that our ceiling as an offense was basically nothing. I don't know about that, but way lower than it was than we showed, and I was so happy to be proven wrong. And if you look at the advanced numbers, the defense played very well. I posted that on KSO. I don't know if anybody saw that. But, you know, we held, held them way below what they were averaging in points per drive. I'm just happy all the way around. We dominated them in just about every aspect. Yeah, I got to give you credit. Uh, you would have made Jimmy very proud pointing out those points per drive and points per play stats. Again, um, was the defense perfect? No, but if you look at what Oklahoma had been averaging per drive per play, um, we held them far below their average. And I think if you go back and look at granted different eras but if you go back and look at kind of the Lincoln Riley era uh, basically everything post Bob Stoops that was one of I believe their bottom 10 games for us offensive efficiency so the defense probably deserves even more shine than what they have been giving so shout out to Zach and I do love how uh, uh, your, your your tone when, when you're like thanks for that intro like I was smiling ear to ear just grinning uh, the way you said that. So uh, I, I hope you understand that I get a lot of entertainment out of ribbing you. 
Uh, we're going to go to Ace, the host of my favorite K-State sports podcast, the Aggieville Alley Cats. Ace, what, just you're the final one for this episode until we go rapid fire for the folks at the end. Uh, just put a bow on that Oklahoma game for us. Yeah, uh, you know, just like everyone else said, it was a it was a great win. And luckily for you, the Oklahoma fans throwing water bottles at you had the same accuracy as Dylan Gabriel in an intermediate pass outside the numbers. So, you know, that really benefited you. You didn't get hit by too many, but it's just a, a great win. You know, we exceeded all expectations. Defensively, I expected us to do much worse. And then offense, you know, what can you say other than, 9 a.m. blew the doors off of not only my expectations, but of Oklahoma in general. That is absolutely true. But just like the team, just like the staff, it is time to now move on to the Texas Tech game. I want to hear your guys' keys to be. I'm coming to Zach first because he usually does what what else can be said and Sometimes he has a, a nice, sarcastic, score more points answer. So I'm going to put him on the hot seat first because he probably is one of my favorite people on the internet as much as I like to get my jokes off. So, Zach, I'm going to let you go first before anyone can steal anything. What do you think is going to be one of the biggest keys to get a victory on Saturday? You know, I was not prepared for that. Um, if you gave me some time, I would have done Oh, of better. course, of um, course. I tell you what, this guy. Uh, let me just give some actual keys to victory. Um, wreak havoc in the backfield because isn't it isn't Tech like just abysmal at protecting Donovan? Yep, Smith? that's why they're uh, they they try to get the ball out so quick that that offensive line is not great. Yeah, so just wreak havoc in the backfield. I think just maintain the momentum that you had in Oklahoma with the offense at literally just a 75% rate of what you did down in Norman, I think we're going to win comfortably. Yeah, my my heart uh, would, would love a nice, comfortable win. We'll go with Aaron next. Aaron, what do you have for me, key to be? Yeah, to build on what I said a little bit earlier at the start of the show, I think our secondary is going to have to have a big day. Um, again, you know, I know we're rotating some guys, trying to play some younger kids, um, some meaningful snaps, which, which is great. Our secondary is going to have to be locked in from, you know, really from the first minute of the game. Uh, tackling in particular, you know, I know we saw a little bit in the Oklahoma game that was maybe some cause for concern with some missed tackles, but we can't have that against Texas Tech. We know they're going to come out. They're going to spread the ball around, quick passing game. Our secondary has to be locked in. We'll go Catsman, then Nick. Catsman, what do you got for me? Uh, I would say keep the offense uh, up on a similar level. I don't know if we can reach that kind of level as we did with OU, but something similar. Like keep the keep the ground going, and Adrian, it'll help if he plays that well or close to it every game from here on out. Yeah, I mean, if he's in the same ballpark of that game, I mean, I, I don't know who in the Big 12 is going to beat us, so I like it. We'll go Nick and then Coley Dub. Nick, what do you have as your key to be? Uh-oh. Nick, are you with us? Yes. There we are. Sorry, I was, sorry, I was uh, talking to my wife and daughter. I just got uh, home. Oh, no, you're, you're good. Do you want me to come back to you? 
No, go ahead. Uh, so I, I think that keep the, obviously keep the offense rolling. Um, I think that with their offensive struggles, we're going to have to get into the backfield with our D line. Um, and then special teams, that's been my key. I mean, through the whole, whole season is get a special teams. I mean, Malik got a big return, but not a tutty, but I think, you know, um, the special teams punting, kicking, I think that's going to be a, uh, I think that's going to be key. I hear you. We'll go Coley Dub and then the Lynxman. Um, I just have a couple here um, on defense. Um, basically, just contain their quarterback, get to them, um, and just don't miss tackles. Um, I know during the OU game, we it seems like we did miss a few tackles during the OU game. Just once you get on the guy, just lock in, bring them down. Um, on offense. Uh, more so specifically on the offensive line, uh, just stay healthy. Uh, I know that's not necessarily a key to victory during the game, but stay healthy. You know, we're getting thin there. <clears throat> Hopefully the guys are drinking plenty of water, staying hydrated, can't have no more cramps and all that stuff. So um, I'd say those are my keys to V. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I <laughs> Offensive line, which started off feeling real good, thinking you had, you know, eight, maybe nine guys. We're down to six, maybe seven uh, with with the latest news with Andrew Line Gang. So uh, it might not be a key specifically for this one, but to get where we want to go, staying healthy on the off- offensive line is going to be big. Um, we'll go to the Linksman, then Colorado Cole next. Yeah, I'll kind of just keep with what some of other people have said and just make Donovan Smith uncomfortable. I think like the blueprint would be, you know, what NC State did to him. They had four sacks. They had seven tackles for loss. Um, he threw two picks, so kind of just the blueprint of what they were able to do. If we can replicate that, I think we'll be we'll be all right. Yeah, if if folks go back and watch that NC State game, um, again, that's also on a road on, on the road. I think the only other road game Texas Tech has played so far this year. Uh, if we could replicate that sort of performance on defense, I, I think we're going to be in good shape. We'll go Colorado Cole, and then we're going to go to his main man Joel. Uh, you know, I, I need you boys to be living in the same city because every time I see you guys posting pictures together on social media, I'm like, dang, I need these boys to like be living next door to each other. Uh, so that's just my editorialized uh, opinion on your guys' friendship. Hey, well, you might be in luck soon. Um, might be moving to KC sometime in the next uh, fiscal year. Oh, hell yeah. That's what we love to hear. Um. But he's the V. Uh, I think defense just kind of has to play their game. I mean, I don't think you need a perfect game to beat Texas Tech, but you definitely can't have a stinker. Um, so defense just needs to show up, play their game, um, and be solid fundamentally. And then on offense, I think if if we're running the ball and you know getting four, five, six yards to play, running the ball. I think it's going to be a long day for Texas Tech, and I think uh, it'll be a happy day for Wildcat fans. I'm right there with you. All right, we're going up to Joel. Again, I think I think of all the uh, bonehead bromances, Cole and Joel is top notch. And then we'll go to Ema Elvis after this. Joel, what do you got for me? 
Oh, yeah, dude. Let me tell you, last weekend, the tequila was flowing and the good times were rolling. We had way too much fun. Super hyped for Cole to move back. Um, but my keys to V are going to be the same ones I put on Twitter is that we just got to jump on them early and often and then just keep 9 a.m. in rhythm. That's He's got to be in rhythm. Quarterback is all about the flow. Yeah, when, when Cole's back, I'm going to pitch a sports drink and see if we can create the first sports drink reality television. Just uh, two bros having fun and have it be like a YouTube series or something like that. Uh, that's that's all I desire in this world. and I can be the executive producer. Um, so everyone stay tuned. Coming to you guys fall of 2023. Um, we got Coley Dubs coming back uh, in the summer. Man, I'm getting all my out-of-state boneheads back to the state. We're going to be looking at you uh, next, Bob Trollsby. You're going to have to uh, you're going to have to get your uh, ass back to Kansas. But we're going to go Ema Elvis, then we'll go Bob Trollsby, then we'll finish off with Ace again. So Ema Elvis, uh, I, I was DMing back and forth with your son. We were clowning on my cousin a little bit today. Um, so maybe we'll need to get him back from North Carolina as well. So what is your key to V? I think the D will take care of itself. Uh, I believe that Adrian's game last week makes Deuce's game this week like Sports Center highlight worthy. Uh, 200 yards plus for Deuce. Get him out in space. Let him do his thing and get loose. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you on that one. And I think that's exactly right. Uh, Texas Tech is not going to be able – to uh, the, the way their defense is set up, they're not going to be able to stop Deuce if they're going to give any sort of attention to Adrian. They're not capable of it. So I, I like that pick right there. We'll go Bob Trollsby and then Ace. Bob, what do you got for me? Well, I won't be moving back to Kansas anytime soon, but I will be at the Texas. Will be at the Texas game. So I'll, I'll stop by everybody's tailgates. Just let me know where you're at. Uh, key to V, I said, let Adrian cook. It was fun as hell seeing him ball out the way that he did last week. I think if he keeps playing with that mentality and I mean, the team can do really anything that they set their sights on. So don't, don't let ourselves play down to the level of our opponent, play at that elite level that we played at, uh, against Oklahoma for the next eight weeks. Let Adrian ball out. I love it. I love it as well. We will finish this portion with Ace. And Ace, I'm going to I'm gonna come back to you, and we're going to start with you for pick to click. So if you want to just uh, knock both of those out at once, you can. But I won't make you go last every single time. We'll try to snake draft this one. Oh, sure. Uh, so my key to V is on offense, try to neutralize Tyree Wilson as best you can because he is a legitimately athletically gifted edge rusher. And he's pretty much their only defender who can defend the outside run. So if you just neutralize him, the outside running game is going to be open all day. And on that note, my pick to click is actually going to be the young man, Deuce Vaughn, who, fun fact, if you, no, 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 that's a, that's another fact for another fun day. But yeah, it's my pick to click is Deuce Vaughn and my key to V is eliminate Tyree Wilson as best as possible. Well, Ace, uh, Unless you're going to give the fun fact at the end of the show, like at one of your final turns, I'm going to ask you to give it to me because I want to know the fun fact. It's it's just a, a personal thing, and it's a uh, Connor thinks it's weird, and it's a running joke with Connor and I that we just call Crit. We call Deuce by his real name. We just we just like oh there goes Chris Vaughn, 
And it's just so, it's so wrong, it feels like, to call him that. But it also is just so funny. And it's something that's only funny to Connor and I. So it's not really a fun fact. It's just a fact. Well, there you go. I, I remember uh, when he joined the team, um, it wasn't until like the first few games uh, in that COVID season where the announcers, the uh, PA guys, they were all calling him Deuce Vaughn. Because I remember when he uh, committed, I think it all uh, like his rivals profile was Chris Vaughn. And I think even on his official like K-State announcement of him him signing, I think it was Chris. So it really wasn't until he took off and the PA, his official roster all flipped over to Deuce. Um, so, you know, I, I remember talking to uh, Brian Smoller that blitz uh, week leading into that, and he picked Deuce Vaughn to be his guy. I think he said Deuce Vaughn, and I looked at him funny, and I was like, oh, he, he means Chris Vaughn. So um, it is funny to see how that nickname has stuck as his de facto first name. Um, we'll go Bob Trollsby, then Ema Elvis for pick to click. Bob, coming back to you. Uh, what do you, what do you got for me? My pick to click is going to be Ben Sinnott. I think he's going to keep clicking. I, I loved what I saw last week and would love to see him click again. I love it. Also, uh, do we, do we got the uh, cocaine Willie tonight? Absolutely. You know it. Ten minutes after this wraps up, so eight uh, ten God's time zone. All right, everyone, check it out. And if you're listening to this on the RSS feed, find that on Spotify or wherever good podcasts are sold. Support your local podcast. Support Cocaine Willie, Aggieville Alley Cats, all the K-State podcasts out there. All right, let's go Ema Elvis, then Joel. Ema Elvis, uh, I think you think Deuce is going to have a big game. Do you have him as your pick to click, or do you want to throw some love to someone else? I'm going to throw some love to special teams because – K-State always scores with special teams or defense uh, on Texas Tech. So I'm going to say that um, we're going to run one back. I'm not sure if it's a punt or a kickoff, but it's going to be to the house. All right, so either Phillip Brooks or Malik Knowles taking something to the crib. I love it. I want to give a little love to my guy, Grant Nicholson, who used to do play-by-play for Wildcat 91.9 on his Twitter account, he has one of the greatest calls ever. DJ Reed taking back a pick six on Mr. Patrick Mahomes when uh, Patty Mahomes was playing his last game with Texas Tech or his last game versus K State in Manhattan for Texas Tech. I don't think that was the final game of that season, but that is a great one and it is very funny to listen to that coming back to because he's also one of uh, the biggest Chiefs fans I know, and I think he's currently working at 610, so that's a fun little clip that I sometimes go back and retweet. So we'll go Joel and then Cole. Joel, what do you got for me? My bad. What was the question again? You're good. Pick to click. I'm talking way too much for a live show that's supposed to be about you guys. Okay. Pick to click is um... – Felix has three sacks. Ooh, all right. I, I like it. I, I, I would love to see that, and I think there's some potential there. So I like that for the pick to click. Let's go with Cole. Cole, and then we'll go Linksman. Oh, shit. Which Cole? I might have. Oh, no, you're fine. Coley Dub. I'm going er, – er, no, uh, Colorado Cole. I'm, I was trying to go snake draft from the last uh, question. Uh, which then makes it so we don't hear from Zach for like about a half hour, but that it is what it is. 
Um, hey, you're good. Um, yeah, pick a click. I'm going to go with Cooper Beebe. Um, I think he's just going to be out there tossing dudes around, flipping pancakes, scrambling eggs, making a, a, a full course continental breakfast out there on the football field. Um, and I think that's going to be pivotal in this game. If Cooper Beebe has a good game, I'm thinking we're going to win. So Cooper Beebe was getting some love from some of these offensive line uh, Twitter accounts out there that break down uh, collegiate offensive linemen and talk NFL draft for offensive linemen. Uh, There are a couple of them that were highlighting some of the plays he made versus Oklahoma. So that guy, uh, you know, you don't see a lot of interior guys go in the first round these days. But if anyone has a shot, I think it is him. So I love that for the pick to click. Let's go Linksman, then Coley Dub. Assuming he's back fully healthy, I'm going to go Nate Matlack. Um, in the or in the Tulane game, you could see that he was trying to give it a go on the sideline early, just you know after he first went down, um, was frustrated he wasn't back. And then even in the you know second half warm up there at halftime in Norman, he and Christian Duffy were trying to kind of give it a go. And so I think that if he's back, he's going to be fired up for missing the last two weeks essentially, and going to make his presence known this week. All right, I see Coley Dubs in the chat saying he's still pondering. So we're I'm go- good. Okay, all right. Who do you got for your pick to click? I'm going with one of your favorites, our big guy Uso Smalo. Ooh, Uso. I think Chris Kleiman mentioned how he said he needs to get more snaps, and I just he's great at batting the ball down at the line of scrimmage, which is a very I feel like undervalued asset to a D lineman's game, um, and I just think. The more snaps he gets, he's only going to get better, and I think he's going to make his presence felt on Saturday. Yeah, so Uso did that, and Jalen Pickles also great about batting stuff down, especially with how many plays Texas Tech wants to run. We're going to see more Uso than we have most of the season. And him getting those big old paws up there, Jalen Pickles trying to get those paws up there. Again, with that quick passing game that Texas Tech has, that's going to be massive. So I love that shout, Coley Dub. We'll go Nick, then Catsman. Nick, what do you got for me? Well, I got a special guest to come speak. So come here. Come here. You want to say hi? No? Now she's getting shy. Oh, man. My my daughter was going to say hi, but. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Any bonehead parents, if your kid ever wants to say hi on the live show, you let me know, and I'll get them up there immediately. It's all good. Bosco's boys is for the kids, except for when we cuss. <laughs> I think that's all parents. Are you serious? Woo, here we go. Uh, my pick to click is uh, Malik Knowles, uh, just like Emal Elvis. Uh, they're going to get a punt return or a kick return, but I, I have it's going to be Malik. So. I love the are you serious in the background. This is what makes the live shows amazing. We'll go Katzman, Aaron, and then we'll end with Zach Katzman, who is your pick to click. I'll go with uh, Julius Brents. He's been laying the wood lately. I think he'll have another, a couple other big hits and maybe a pick this time. I'll also say this. Julius Brents has kind of taken over for the sauce bosses, the guy who – probably could get a swagger sticker every single game. And I saw him doing all sorts of thumbs down over there in Norman, which I think is the greatest defensive celebration of all time. So I want to see some more of that versus Texas Tech. We'll go – oh, excuse me. We'll go Aaron, Zach, and then we got Chef up here. So we'll we'll end with Chef. 
Uh, Aaron, what do you got for me? Yeah, I'm going to stay in the secondary and go with Josh Hayes. Uh, see a guy who's starting to settle into his role a little bit. Um, I, I look for him to have a big day. Again, we're going to need him, you know, with Texas Tech and their passing game. So Josh Hayes, I'll look for a couple of tackles for loss and maybe a forced fumble uh, from Mr. Josh Hayes. That would be a big one. I want to see Josh Hayes do that and then also start John at some people. I think he's kind of like of all the secondary guys, he's like the most silent, him or Echo. Uh, I, I want to see him absolutely jawing and letting some dudes know it when he makes a big play this week. Um, let's go to Zach next. Zach, it's been a while. How you doing, my friend? Uh, who's your pick to click? I'm doing great. Doing great. Um, my pick to click is going to be Randon Platner, who's our long snapper. Really think he's going to be delivering a bunch of great snaps on all the kicks we're going to have. Well, first off, that's a perfectly fine one. And he was walking around with that. And I was told it was a sousaphone, not a uh, tuba. I was told it was a sousaphone, not a tuba. I want to know if he like just saw that laying around before he did that picture. I want to know what was going on and what led to him parading around after the game with one of Oklahoma's sousaphones. Um, and I was also told that that is not petty theft. That would have been grand larceny if he actually stole it. Um, so Bosco's boys in, like endorses petty theft, uh, not grand larceny. Unless it's, I don't know. Is there a lawyer here? Is grand larceny a misdemeanor or a felony? I might endorse it if it's only a misdemeanor. I don't know. Um, and then we're going to wrap up with the good chef. Chef, we'll go through the full gambit. We won't make you go full uh, rapid fire at the end, but let's wrap up Oklahoma for you first. Uh, wrap up the Oklahoma game. Man, that Oklahoma game was the tits. Absolute tits. And, I mean, it was just full circle for me. Uh, I I heard news that Adrian was going to ball his mind out, and he, he had a total mind change after he sat down with the coaches, and his philosophy changed, and it, it came to fruition. It is exactly what I pictured Adrian to be when we got here. He balled out, put the team kind of on his back. I mean, Deuce had a great game, but he was dishing that thing out. Ben Sennett was catching passes. The defense, I mean – realistically take 75 yards off of the off of OU's offense and that last seven points because really we were just playing prevent because after Adrian sunk uh, put that bow on it when he did the bow after that last touchdown the game was over so really that's a garbage time touchdown the defense was elite they were playing their minds out especially in that first quarter just perfect it was a perfect game I was too much fun I FaceTimed you I was getting lit it was it was a good time. All right. What is your key to V for Saturday? My key to V, uh, it's their quarterback. We've got to make sure we contain him and not let his feet burn us. You know, they're, they are a aggressively fourth down going for team. They go for that son of a bitch a lot. And I think they're going to try to do it again, especially on the road. They're trying to gain some momentum. And his feet will be an integral part of trying to get first downs on fourth down. So we got to shut that motherfucker down with his feet. Shut him down. There we go. Shut him down. All right. Uh, who is your pick to click? My pick to click, Aaron said it uh, as well. And I was going to say it, Josh Hayes. And he has an elite celebration too. He has the belt buckle. He puts the, he straps them in. He puts that that strap across him telling the receiver that he's strapped up 
He's not he's not going anywhere. He's locked down. I love that celebration. It's it's almost as good as thumbs down. Um Josh Hayes is my pick to click. He's going to they're they're going to bring up that every time that he makes a play, they're going to bring that up that he is, has 59 stabs collegiately and I love that. I mean 59 starts collegiately. I love that and people are going to be clicking on his name. See, shame on me for missing that celebration. I I'm going to I'm going to go back and make sure that I'm seeing that a little bit more uh clearly because here I am saying I want to see a little bit more swagger from him, and I'm missing out on it a, was, what sounds like a great celebration. So that's that's on me. It was after the pass where it went over Mims's head on the one on one on that double move he tried to run. Okay, it was a little little bit overthrown, but it was it was beautiful. He was he was guarding Mims basically a lot of the game, and really Mims's only big play was on Omar Daniels, which. The kid's gonna rebound from that. It's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah, I think Omar's going to be uh solid. I'm I'm not too worked up over that, especially with how much we rotate. Not worried about that. All right, let's get into everyone's game score predictions. Um, I'm going to be all over the place on the order here. Um, so there's a very high probability I might miss someone. Uh, so if we're getting towards the end, if I haven't hit you, say something in the chat. We're going to start off with the Lynxmen. Uh, what do you got for me score prediction tonight or on uh, Saturday? 34-24 Cats. There we go. We are going to go Aaron and then Colorado Cole. Aaron, what do you got for me? K-State, 41. Texas Tech, 17. Ooh, big one. All right, we'll go Colorado Cole, then Bob Trollsby. Uh, we haven't gotten to 50 yet. Still zero games at 50. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna predict 50 points. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say 35, 28. Ooh, that's a little close for you. That's all right though. Uh, we'll go Bob Trollsby then Zach. I'm going to go 35-21 Cats. We won every game that we scored 30 or more points in. It's also been a long time since we've lost to Texas Tech. We'll go Zach, then Catsman. I'm going to go 27-14. I think it's going to be a slow-paced game. I don't think that's going to be an indictment on the offense that we only scored 27. Uh, I think it's just going to be slow-paced. Well, there we go. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I'd be a little surprised by that, especially after what Chris Kleiman had to say in his press conference. But I, I would take I would take anything that is a double-digit win. Um, we'll go Katzman, then Ema Elvis. I'll go 31 to 20. We hold, hold them to a couple field goals. Ooh, all right, all right. Uh, Ema Elvis, and we'll go Chef. I think I think it's going to be a fast game, and there it'll be like 89 plays each team. Um, K State 38, Texas Tech 17. Woo! All right, all right, all right. We'll go, uh, Chef then Joel. I've got the game 44-20, and Deuce Vaughn has more receiving yards than rushing. 75 rushing, 115 receiving. Mm, all right, all right. We still have yet to see Deuce Vaughn really go off uh, in the passing game. So sign me up for that. All right, uh, Joel, then Nick. Yeah, I'm going to go 35-17. Cats. 
facts, baby. There we go. I think I have the zigzag correct. We'll go Nick, then Coley Dub, and I think I've gotten everyone on uh, the game prediction. I'm going to one-up you, Joel. I'm going to go 42-17. Cats. Hey, hey, hey. There we go. That would be six touchdowns, I assume, and I will take that. We'll go Coley Dub, then we'll get into super specific predictions. Coley Dub, what do you got for me? I'm actually really close to uh, email Elvis. I have Cats 38, uh, Texas Tech 16 with a bunch of field goals. That is a lot of field goals. That uh, I guess that would be, what, three field goals and a touchdown? Yes, sir. Is my math right there? All right, all right, all right. All right, let's get to super specific, oddly specific, just a prediction that isn't the score. I know some of you predicted a defensive or special team score already. I'm going to challenge you guys not to do that. Now, if you have to, that's fine. I'm getting soft. I'll let you. But I'm going to challenge everyone to go a little bit deeper than that. I'm going to start with the Lynxmen and then Colorado Cole. What do you got for me? I've already predicted it once this year. It didn't happen. It's going to happen someday. Echo Voido, first interception of the career. Well, there you go. At some point, it's going to happen. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I think I think there are some folks in the Boydo family that are boneheads. We have quite a few family uh, members that are boneheads. So shout out to the Boydos if you guys are listening. We'll go Colorado, Cole, then Joel. All right. So this week I'm a double down on my prediction from earlier in the year. I am predicting a live, living and breathing animal. So at some point, lands on the field. I don't know. It might be a duck. It might be a goose. Maybe it's a squirrel, but I think this is the week if it's going to happen. I love it. I, I love it. We'll go uh, Joel. Then we will go Ema Elvis. I'm going to go RJ Garcia over 50 receiving yards this week. Ooh, breakout game. I like it. We'll go Ema Elvis, then Zach. All right, King Felix gets another safety against Texas Tech, but this time it's the QB. The specific part is he plants Smith's helmet in the A-hole of the K-State letters in the end zone. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with the A-hole there for a second, but uh, I, I absolutely love that. That is a great one. We'll go Zach, then Bob Trollsby. Yeah, I'm going to go with – uh, Grant KSU is going to be arrested for crack rock possession. He will be at the game, and there's a chance. Um, he tweeted this, so I, I don't feel bad saying it. But uh, So the last two games Grant uh, KSU has been at, it was the infamous crack rock game uh, at Baylor, where I think he was really just drunk uh, in the East Club. I don't think he actually had crack rocks on him, but you never know. Uh, and he, he sure... Uh, Sure had a night on Twitter. And then at the Missouri game, I think he was fooling around, slipped and fell, busted open his head, and got a concussion. So uh, the last – What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he he tweeted that. I'm like 99% sure he tweeted about that. Um, I'm sorry if I just uh, put that out there without uh, it being public knowledge. But, yeah, so that's the the last two times Grant has been at uh, K-State football game. So I'm hoping – he has fun, but maybe a little less fun. So shout out to him. 
Um, we'll go Coley Dubs next. I can't stop laughing. Grant absolutely cracks me up. Um, oh shit. Let's go. K State gets five sacks in the game. Two by Felix. One by Matlack. And one each by Uso and Hints. Ooh, okay. So both nose guards not named Eli Huggins. All right. All right. Um, Aaron, did I get yours? Sorry. I, uh, when, uh, cl- uh, when the linksman fell off, I lost the order because everyone's spot on my screen changed. No, you're good. I, I got a good one, Scott. So I think, uh, we're going to see some tortillas flying from the stands. I'm not sure where they're going to come from. Could be their fans, could be our fans. A tortilla is going to hit Joe Hall in the face and is going to spark a benches-clearing brawl that requires multiple minutes and a couple of ejections. Tortillas are going to be flying. That's wild. Uh, Joe Hall looks like he wants to rumble. Um, We'll go Chef and then Nick. And then I think Catsman and Joel, they're the final ones, I think. I don't know. Everyone say in the chat if I've missed you. Well, I will say that my my stat is that Texas Tech will burn all three timeouts in the first quarter because of crowd noise. That's how that's one stat and then they'll burn two in the third quarter of the second half. But I also wanted to say uh Justin Clemens, I don't know if anybody else saw this but Justin Clemens of uh, the of the Tyler Community College trios, I think he's going to be out for the season. He just had back surgery. Kind of looks wild, uh, but yeah, he's he's on the mend pretty bad. Well, shit. Uh, thoughts and prayers going out to him. Hopefully, he can bounce back and pe- be part of the team next year. Has he um, played this season? He hasn't. I don't believe so. I, I was I was just curious. Sorry about that. Yeah, and then also, I mean, I don't know if I've given a shout out to. Uh, Manhattan Brewing Company today. Part of the reason why I'm a little off the rocker, I, the beer of the pod was their Belgian triple. Absolutely delicious, but it is deadly. It is rocking high nines ABV. Absolutely smooth. Absolutely delicious. They are the best brewery in Kansas and definitely one of the best breweries in the region. I know it's an 11 a.m. game this Saturday, but if you're going into Manhattan after the game, Stop by Manhattan Brewing Company, get a couple pints, the freshest beer in the state, and then take a couple four-packs home with you to watch some of the night games. I promise you will not be disappointed. All right, we're going to go Nick. We are going to go Catsman, and then we're going to Bob Trollsby. I think that Jake Rubley will be in the game by the fourth quarter, and he will get a touchdown. I love it. I love it. We'll go Catsman. I'm going to go with uh, one of those little pooch kicks on a kickoff. We catch them off guard and, and jump on it. Or at least they try and return a kick, a kickoff, and we uh, hit them so hard they fumble it. Hey, there you go. I, I, w- I want one of the Porter brothers to uh, recover uh, one of those. All right, and then I think it's Bob Trollsby. We will score 14 points on defensive and special teams play. We will have one safety, one pick six, and one return for a touchdown. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. 
All right, I think I've gotten everyone up here. I, I, I saw Justin trying to get up on stage uh, earlier in the show. I want to get him up here for uh, rapid fire. Uh, I'd like Ace to get up here uh, to get uh, some of his. We got Patrick. We got Will. You guys want to get up on stage as well. We can go rapid fire with you guys. Uh, Ace, we got you. Um, so we need your pick to click, your game score, and your oddly specific score. Yeah, my, my pick to click was Deuce. My score projection was 31-21. And my oddly specific prediction is that Felix manages to almost get charged for murder for what he's going to get to do to this uh, to this left tackle. Oh, wow. That is wild. That is wild. All right. Uh, I asked Will, Patrick, and I oh, – sorry, muted myself. I asked Will, Patrick, Justin to come up. You guys don't want to or can't. That is fine. Um, if anyone else wants to pop up, we'll have a, a game or a show-ending question, and that is going to be – do you want K-State to ever – because currently the lights they have are not capable of any of these crazy light shows, so they'd have to put new lights in. So I'm going to ask you guys if you want that. So if anyone who's hopped up wants to hop back up and get a, uh opinion in on that, feel free. Uh, but we're going to start with Nick. Nick, do you want to see K-State get those uh, crazy lights so they can do light shows? Okay, we will go to Joel instead. Joel, do you want to see K-State get those lights? Yeah, uh, I think it could be cool for like a one-off night game kind of thing at pregame. I thought like it's kind of chuggy though. Like you are trying so hard to turn it into something it's not. Like football is football. You don't come for a freaking light show. Stop trying so hard to be cool. There we go. We'll go to the good chef, Andre Napier. Chef, you want to see it? Nah. I mean, on TV, it kind of looks stupid. Like, it just – well, at least at OU's. I mean, it was just mostly dark. It really wasn't any light show. I mean, the pan, like the panoramic kind of view with the – I don't know if they were holding up cell phones or holding up lights or whatever. But, I mean, it was all right, that part. But after every touchdown that OU scored, it just kind of looked like the, the lights went out. Like, it wasn't anything major. So I, that, I think it's kind of cheese ballish, corn ballish, you know, just corny as shit. All right, we'll go Cole, then Ema, Elvis. Me? Yes. Okay, sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, I forgot Coley Dub came up as well. I'm. You'd think at this point I, I'd be able to handle this, but I'm no, obviously not good. I, I couldn't do it either, so. Um, I think if it looks like theirs, I would not want it because – I went, everyone else was saying on TV, it just looked dumb. It looked like somebody was just like going next to a light switch and flipping it on and off, you know, like it was, it didn't look cool. I would say if we could do something that would actually look cool, I would be down. But at the same time, it's not like we play a ton of night games where is it really worth it to pay however much money to use it two times a year? Yeah, and even some of those night games early on in the season, like that uh, home opener, 
wasn't really even dark until, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter. So we'll go Ema, Elvis, Coley, Dub, and then Aaron. I don't know. It looked like they, they hadn't paid their light bill. But I, I think if we had purple uh, fireworks or something, that could be cool. But I also think just act like you've scored before. It, it was wild. And they'd even do like a small little flicker when they uh, would hit a field goal. Uh, we'll go Coley, Dub, Aaron, uh, then Ace. Like, I thought it would seem cool until, you know, watching it on TV and seeing the broadcast. Like, it just seemed like maybe it's because I'm older now. It just was pissing me off and seemed like the most annoying thing ever. Um, I say if, if K-State could do it right, it'd be cool. So if I was in charge of that, I would somehow only do it like in big moments late in the game, kind of how Bramlage used to do Sandstorm late in big games to get the crowd going. Um, except if you could do that where all the lights turn purple, because, you know, you see some of those pictures from the social media team where they have those big jumbo screens, you know, all turned on in just purple color and all that stuff. So somehow if you could just get, get it to be all dark purple and just – you know, at the right time, maybe not not flashing, though. That flashing was driving me nuts. So some iteration of that, I would say, like, where you can get the whole stadium just looking dark purple in big-time moments late in games for the very few night games the Bill has. But other than that, like, I'm good because, oh, you did it terribly. Aaron, Ace, and then Linksman, and then we'll end with Rapid Fire with Justin. Yeah, to build on what Coley Dub said, I in the right moments at the right time, you know, some element of, you know, purple light, uh, maybe doing something a little bit different every once in a while. I, I'm all for it. I also think uh, there's a huge opportunity pregame, um, you know, and the teams are coming out just to kind of hype up the crowd a little bit more. So I think in the right way, you know, you can add some, you know, some purple light or something. But, you know, what they were doing, I mean, there were times where the instant they scored, the stadium would just go dark. What if there's a flag on the play? What if something happens? It, there's so many things that you're counting on. And then you're also leading it up right to the next play. You know, Zentner, he was giving it to him where they're just going crazy and the play's about to start. So again, way overboard. I think in the right moments, yes. You know, we've seen some of the social media picks uh, from our social media team. I think we've got some of that element there. You know, I don't know the kind of mechanics behind it, but I'd like to see us look at doing something, whether it's pregame or, or in the right moments um, in big games. All right, we'll go Ace, Linksman, and then we're going to end rapid fire with Justin. Yeah, I'm not sure I really want uh, – I'm not sure I want the flashing lights. I think Ty Zentner might decide to get pissed off and fed up with it and then just kick a football right into the lights to shut it off for good. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'm, I'm down for that. I do like the idea of purple fireworks, though. That's always cool. All right, Linksman, and then we're going rapid fire with Justin. No, I thought it was very annoying. Um, and then the light show in between the third quarter and fourth quarter was just very overrated with people's cell phones. Like, they were hyping it up at the beginning, like people walking around, like making sure you download the app, and it was very just overrated. And honestly, I didn't really know what was happening the whole time. Yeah, I think most people just turned their flashlight on, and they weren't even part of it. Um Bramlage actually once upon a time uh, there was a couple games where they did that for player introductions and Sporting KC did that for player introductions as well one time um, 
it's okay. I, I I could go without it. All right, and then Justin. All right, we got we got a minute left, so you're gonna have to go quick. Uh, put a bow on the Oklahoma game. Any final thoughts? I just want to talk about the lights. You cool with that? Okay. Yeah, that's fine, man. Hey, Andre, did you did you say cor- corny? What was it? Cornball. Cheese oh, ball. Yeah, it's a, yeah, Co- cheesy, corny, corny ball. shit. Yeah. Corny is shit. All, all the corn, all the corn you could get, it's they had it. So as far as lights go, man, I would love to have purple lights for pregame, postgame, promotional materials, recruiting trips. I was at the Bramlage when they did the stuff with the cell phones, and you know, it looks cool when you're watching it at home on TV, but it's really not that impressive in the actual building. That's all I got. I'm not going to talk ever again until we have basketball on the podcast. I love you, Scott. Bye. I love you, too. Bye, Uh, bye, Baller. We're going to hopefully have five episodes worth of basketball content during the bye week. Uh, Going to need some cooperation from uh, some folks in Manhattan to make that happen. But uh, you know what? That's all we have. This is a live show, and it's always one of the most fun shows of the week. I love talking to you guys. So for everyone, for all the boneheads who participated in the show, for everyone listening, for my dog, Chauncey Bosco, who desperately wants to go outside and bark and bark and bark at the new neighbors, we love you guys and go cats. Meet me at that cat head, please. Hail to the power of to the white wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea.
Podcast Network.